Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Change of gear, it seems almost like this big year of sport, 2012, has been crammed into the few weeks that we're in the midst of now. Black Caviar remains undefeated after winning her 22nd race last week. Rugby union test matches have wrapped up ahead of the Tri-Nation series. Wimbledon has a week to go. Don't forget Margaret Court later in the program. Tour de France has started and the State of Origin Decider will be played this Wednesday. Go the Maroons. I'll get in trouble for that. And our sports guru, Jeremy Ralston, is cross at all. Welcome back, Jerry. Thanks, Lee. It is always good to be here, and there is always so much happening in sport. Totally, especially now. Let's get straight down to uh, Black Caviar. You love Black Caviar, still remains undefeated. <laughs> yes, we spoke about Black Caviar last week. Yeah. Like said, she remains undefeated, extending her winning record to 22 when she won the Diamond Jubilee Stakes at Royal Ascot last weekend. There was a lot of hype around that. Um, and she showed an amazing, uh, I guess she showed the amazing horse that she is winning despite suffering an injury. Yeah, despite this uh, injury scare. Yeah, I mean, it's the equivalent to pulling a quadricep muscle is what she did. Okay. Um, uh, some soft tissue damage in the hindquarters. And initially, um, they were thinking that it might end her career, but really um, they'll be heading towards more races in the spring now. So what's next for uh, this champion mare? Well, she'll spend the next four weeks in quarantine, which will obviously help her recovery, and then she'll just get back into training. And they've got an eye to the Paddock Farm Classic at Flemington in the spring, which is a race that she won um, the last two years. So we'll wait to see more black caviar, which I can't wait for. Yeah. Okay, Rugby Union, Wallabies um, have a lot to be positive about their clean sweep of Wales. Yeah, look, a great clean sweep against the Six Nations champions. And if you recall, um, in the Rugby World Cup last year, after being ousted by New Zealand in the semi-final, Australia only just beat Wales in a clincher for third place. So Wales are definitely a strong team. So it's a great foundation to head into the Tri-Nations for. But again, so are the All Blacks. They're very strong at the moment. Yeah, of course, as always. What are you expecting from the Wallabies uh, for the Tri-Nations, right? Well, look... They're a developing team, is is how I would put it, and they're coming up against an all-black side that not only had a clean sweep of Ireland, um, again, some emphatic victories by them. They beat the Irish 60 to nil last weekend. I think the more exciting thing coming up is the fact that Argentina will join the competition, so it's not just New Zealand, South Africa and Australia. Yep. Looking down the track a bit to the Bledisloe, what's your call there? Yeah, look, how do you call a Bledisloe Cup? It's like calling the State of Origin next week. <laughs> right. um, look, my honest opinion is I think that New Zealand will be too good. I think they've got much more depth than the uh, Wallabies, but that's not where my heart is. And I do think that the injury to people like uh, James Horwell, who roughed his hamstring in the Super 15 game last match, um, his injury, Dan Vickerman's injury, um, oh, all of these yes. things do weigh heavily on our pack. Every time we have a bad day, we can at least be thankful we're not standing on a rugby union field facing the All Blacks, I reckon. Well, I've got to say, I've done it once. Oh, have you really? And it is quite a daunting task when you come up against those black jerseys. You live to tell the tale, mate. Um, (laughs) So the other rugby league, big decider on Wednesday, who's tipped to take the series? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't have a great answer for you. I look, I think it will be very, very close. In fact, um, 
I really couldn't pick it. I do think that New South Wales is looking pretty good. I do like their selections. I think they've got a great team. But again, how do you choose who will who will win a state of origin that's always so close? I think what goes for New South Wales this time is the fact that Billy Slater's ruled out. Yeah, I know. Terrible news. Yeah, terrible news. Absolutely. <laughs> for Queensland. Yeah. yeah. Um, mind you, there's a lot of pressure on New South Wales. They can't choke this time around. This is almost a scripted finish, isn't it? Yeah, look, it certainly is. And even more so when the game is up north. I mean, we we have lost Glenn Stewart to injury, but I think the difference might be someone like Slater. I mean, you forget that this is a player who is a game-breaker and he's a player who's twice been named World Player of the Year. Um, yep. That makes a big difference. Be a lot of people tuning in Wednesday night. Now to some um, some tough news. Australia's had its worst performance in Wimbledon since 1938. <laughs> yeah, look, it's the, yeah, like you said, it's the first time since 1938 that no Australian man has made it through to the second round. And we only had world number five, Sam Stoza, make it through, and then she was outed in the second round by a wild card entry uh, girl from Holland. So. It certainly was a terrible Wimbledon for us. We talk with Margaret uh, Court, the legend. I mean, that word gets used so many times, but she really is a legend. Yes, she is. Uh, later in the program, it used to be a sport in her days and many others where we were so dominant. Is it too soon to ask the question, so what's going wrong? Yeah, look, it was interesting. I thought it was interesting in the paper with the likes of Tony Roach, um, John McEnroe, Pat Rafter, Pat Cash, all commenting on um, the performance. And I guess their message was um, just have some patience. Not only do things go in cycles, you can't win all the time. But again, we are competing in a much more global sport than before. Um, And it does make it very, very hard for us to keep really good juniors in the sport. And I thought they gave a very good example. You might remember that um, the Chris Anstey, who's an NBA player for Australia, uh, an Olympian, he was actually a junior doubles champion with um, AFL player Dustin Fletcher. Now, how do you keep people like that in a sport where you've got competing sports that are paying high amounts of money. I found that in Bob's play as well. Yeah. Leighton Hewitt's such a polarising figure. Um, I love him. I think he's... I always have thought he was great. The world's too full of grey people, and he's certainly not grey. <laughs> and he's got such a fighting spirit. How much longer do you reckon he's got on the tour? Well, I don't know about you. I, I guess I'm surprised that he's still going, to yep. be honest. I really am. Yep. Um, I think the interesting thing was it was the first time that we've ever seen him raise doubts over his future himself. Everyone else may have had doubts, but when he was asked a question about whether he'd be returning to Wimbledon next year, he said, I don't know. And I think that is very telling for a guy, not only because of the injuries that he's been fighting, but also, I guess, life, where he's at, you know, how much tennis he's got left into him. Yeah. You got much of a theory on Sam Stoza, why she can't put in perhaps a, a more consistent performance? I think grass is its own... Um, what's the way of saying it? It's it's played differently, and I did hear her during the week interviewed where she said it's very hard in Australia where we really don't have a variety of courts. Yeah. Now, I guess the other side of that is if we do have courts, often they're grass, so perhaps that's no excuse. 
but I would say more so her power game is much more suited to some of the other surfaces. Yeah. So finally, Tour de France started yesterday. Hard to believe it was a year ago that Cadell Evans won it for Australia. Can he do it again, do you reckon? Oh, that was, if you remember in my yearly wrap-up, my favourite sporting moment last year. Um, Look, I think he's got a very, very good chance of doing it again, which is really exciting. Um, It's boosted by the fact that the runner-up last year and the 2010 winner, Andy Schleck, is out with injury. Yep. And uh, former winner Alberto Contador is suspended. Um, so that puts him in a very, very good position. So who are the front runners uh, this time around, Rollo? Well, probably the uh, favourite is the British rider, Bradley Wiggins, who's been in great form. And last night in the prologue, he finished 10 seconds ahead of Cadell. 10 seconds isn't much in the scope of a whole tour. But again, it speaks to the sort of form that he is in. Um, but from Cadell's side, he would be encouraged by the form and performance of his teammate overnight who finished fourth in the prologue. Um, so, look, I would say he's sitting very, very well, but doesn't the two approve year after year the unpredictability of sports, one of its great attractions? Yeah. So the great games will be on by the time we next uh, chat, the Olympic Games. Let me ask you this to wrap. If those, as, as those athletes are gathering and on their way to London now, as an Olympian yourself, your advice to them for their heads would be what? Not so much physical, but mental. What would you say to them? Well, I actually did say some similar words to a guy who, uh, last weekend who just made our 4 by 100 team. Um, you've actually got to keep it all in check because you can get very, very excited at this point leading into an Olympics and there's a lot of exciting things to happen with Olympic uh, events and opening ceremonies and the like. But really, you've trained so hard not for an opening ceremony, not for a, an Olympic village. You've trained to perform at your maximum and that's what you've got to keep your eyes focused on and your head on. Yeah. Love our chats. Jeremy Rolson, thank you so much. We'll talk Olympics next time. Yes, looking forward to it. Thanks, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.